Welcome back, nerds, to another episode of Judging Nerd Culture. I'm Ollie. And I'm Jess. Today we will be talking about Encanto. So, before we do that, just a couple things that I heard this week, which I think are kind of fun and exciting. Uh, mostly just because they're time sensitive. Uh, so if you're listening to this anytime other than when we're coming out with it, uh, well, fuck off, I guess. I don't know. It's not going to do you any good. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but, uh, Godfall, the, the video game, the word... I actually don't know what the fuck you do in that Godfall, but it looks pretty, and it's a hack and slash, and there's loot and stuff. Uh, but it's free on PlayStation Plus until January 6th, and until January 4th, and uh, it's free on the Epic Store for PC until January 6th, until December 16th. Oh boy, I was fucking that up. Uh, also, Final Fantasy VII The Remake is getting a PC release uh, on the 16th of December. And the most important thing... Sonic the Movie 2 got a trailer, finally. <laughs> finally. <laughs> finally. We get to see <laughs> the trailer. You know, I was hoping the first one didn't do us do well enough to get a, a second. Oh, nobody needs this. Nobody needs this. But Isn't Knuckles in it? Knuckles and Tails. <laughs> I'm gonna, like... I, also, for this, just to talk about it, Part of me, I couldn't help myself. I did watch the trailer. <sighs> Knuckles is the bad guy. Idris Elba is a bad guy. And he beats the shit out of Sonic. So. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good. Uh, oh, oh, boy. man. Anyways, so, you told me that there was something better coming out <laughs> eventually? All I know is that... Uh, Hayao Miyazaki is planning on animating one last film. Nice. Also, uh, way off subject, um, Kid Rock, uh, (laughs) released a new song a little while ago, and it's wild, and I, uh, I wouldn't recommend watching it because then you give him money for watching it, and he's bad, but, um... I just want everybody to know that in the end of this music video, he is drinking Jim Beam while on a rocket ship shaped like the middle finger um, as it's headed towards Mars at some point, And then the scene switches and he is rocketing past Mount Rushmore. And there's a lot... <laughs> there's a lot in this music video um if you want to hear more about it i suppose um you can look it up whatever uh, there's a lot of other people who have talked about it um in more depth i just wanted to let you know that it's out there and sometimes just like sonic 2 things don't need to exist it's okay to have thoughts about them and to to think about things doesn't mean they should be um, made into existence, you know? Yeah, but baby, if it didn't make it into an existence, then we wouldn't have the extremely gay imagery of a homophobic man riding a middle finger across the skies. It is pretty gay to <laughs> ride... <laughs> to ride a finger, oh. yes. <laughs> yes, it's extremely gay to ride a finger. Uh, and at one point in the song, he talks about having a bigger 
bigger peen than Brad Pitt, which is pretty false. I, I you, yeah, you can't. You cannot have a bigger pee pee than Brad Pitt and George Clooney. Listen, There's no way Kid Rock has a hog. <laughs> he definitely doesn't have a hog. But here's what I'm saying. Even if Brad Pitt <laughs> and George Clooney had micro peepees, yeah. their pee energy is so goddamn powerful. Their essence. That their pee aura is bigger than Kid Rock. They have the largest pee aura of any individuals I've ever seen. <laughs> they have... <laughs> Swollen hog energy, damn it. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and get past that. Oh, God. <laughs> On to lighter, much better things. Encanto. Uh, it's a 60th Disney movie, and it is based in Colombian uh, cultural nor- cultural things. That's where a lot of its... Uh, mythos beyond some of the powers are and all that stuff and also where the the general setting uh is with uh some of the (laughs) the darker plot points that occur um the 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 story itself revolves around the madrigal family who after barely surviving a pretty vicious attack on their on their village uh and through some sacrifice and endurance managed to uh escape and even though they lose their uh, patriarch, the the what eventually would be the grandfather of the family, uh, they gain a miracle, which comes in the form of magical powers for the family that delineates through the generations, and uh, it, they use that power to not only create but also support a new village through generations, and. Uh, the the story revolves around the the new one of the newer members of the family whose name Mirabelle Mirabelle thank you very much <laughs> uh who unfortunately didn't have the uh blessings of any particular magical powers and while dealing with the insecurity and you know self-worth issues that come with being the only person in your family without magical powers uh she you know fights through and tries to take care of a family at every step of the way uh until uh, there's a genuine issue with the the powers and magic of the family maybe disappearing and she goes on a personal quest to fix that mm-hmm. uh and yeah <laughs> that's that's basically it that's yeah. encanto uh so there's so many characters i don't want to like go through all of them but we i think we both have at least one favorite yeah (laughs) i think we all know who that favorite is so like i think we should i feel like anybody listening just look at like even if you haven't seen the show even if you haven't watched the movie okay just pull up a picture of the family and if you've listened to us long enough or if you know us personally uh, just look at the, <laughs> just look at the picture of this family, and just guess which one is our favorite. Because I feel like our favorite is the same. Um, and they stand out. And they stand out, and it's it's pretty easy to guess who our favorite is. Um, anyway, I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> and yes, while we both have what I believe to be the same favorite, as you said, uh, there are some pretty great, like, the characters are all pretty great, and there's uh, some moments that I do appreciate with all of them. Uh, and I, I, I think I have a handful of favorites in general out of the, the whole mm-hmm. cast, which, again, is pretty large. Uh, but That's I a large family. <laughs> it's a big, it's a big family. Uh, 
So, you want to go through our favorite characters? I think you, if you want, you can start with our favorite. <laughs> That's okay. We can we can save that for last. Let people figure it out, I guess. Alright. Um, so, I have a couple, I think. I think at first, my favorite character was this, like, side character. This little kid with... <laughs> this is... <laughs> He doesn't even have a name, but he he's like this, what, like eight-year-old, maybe ten-year-old kid, and he's he's running across his field, and he has a cup of coffee, and he's running with his friends, and he takes a sip of coffee. I'm trying not to laugh, just talking about it and thinking about it. Um, the face he makes is so good. <laughs> that coffee had to be so strong and so dark. Baby, um, Colombian coffee, that is, that is the stuff. But... It was just really great, and he was my favorite. Um, well, as the movie uh, progresses, um, I really like um, the cousin, I believe. She's a cousin who... Uh, I don't remember her name. Uh, Dolores. Mm. Okay, so as the movie progresses, um, Dolores kind of becomes a favorite, just because her power is kind of fun, and she's kind of... She's not, like, quirky or anything, but she's, I don't know, she's just fun because of her personality, I guess. Her personality is just really sweet and really fun. Um, I also think she gets some of the more, the most understated, like, lines mm -hmm. that are truly hilarious. Uh, There's a scene near the end, which we're not going to spoil too much about it, but essentially uh, the main character and her dad share a little secret and they're like we can't let anyone know and then it turns the camera immediately to the lower who's like i know <laughs> and it's fucking amazing <laughs> like her her line delivery is subtle but funny and uh i don't know i dig it she's, she's pretty good she is um then it kind of transitioned to because like this movie has so many good characters in it like it's hard to have one favorite mm -hmm. but um the the little guy, uh, Antonio, I believe, he is, it's, a lot of the plot has to do, uh, I guess the beginning of the plot has to do around his birthday, kind of, like it's his, his, uh, time to find his power. He's going to open the door and figure out what kind of power he has, if he has any. Um, he is just the cutest little thing. <laughs> With so much curly hair, and he's so sweet, and he loves Mirabelle so much, and I don't know, maybe it's because I just love kids so much, but he is the cutest little thing. And he, I looked up the cast, and he looks exactly like his actor, which uh, then blew my mind, because I was like, oh my god, this kid is brilliant, and he's freaking adorable, and I hope he finds happiness and success wherever he goes <laughs> in his life. <laughs> It is true. <laughs> a, a true sweet bean. Yes. Tiny cinnamon roll of a character. And the actor looks <laughs> remarkably similar. Uh, also, uh, killer power. Yeah. He gets the, the power to commune with animals, essentially. Mm -hmm. And then, like, fuck yeah. Yeah. And the way this house works is that it, it you open the door and your bedroom kind of transforms into uh, a resemblance of what your power is. And his is basically like it's just a jungle. Yeah, it's so a the treetops of a jungle, and it's so huge, and it's amazing. Um, 
the bed is also just a giant hammock. I'm like, fuck yeah. Yeah, it was pretty great. I mean, a, a leopard comes in and everybody, you know, normal people would be like, oh my God, there's a leopard here. But everybody was so happy and I just scooped him up and ran around the treetops. As a child, that was the power I always wanted. I always wanted to be able to talk to animals or like control nature and like plants and stuff. So that's pretty dope. The, yeah. the, kid, the kid is dope. Yeah, genuine powerhouse. Yeah. If, uh, if any people come uh, invading their, their village this time, they're going to get messed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And another favorite that I'm not going to really talk too much about because um, he's part of the bigger plot, the, the, the bigger story, um, Bruno. Yes. I Bruno. freaking love Bruno so much. And his actor, um, oh, God. John. <laughs> that guy. L- L- okay, give me a second for his last name. Lugizamo, 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 Mio. <laughs> I mean, some something in there was right. I'm sure. Well, anyway, he he's a pretty well known. Um, first thing that comes to my mind is Moulin Rouge, though, <laughs> and not a lot of people have seen that movie. Um, but he's a pretty well known actor. You would know him if you saw his face. So some of my favorite characters. I think the very first favorite character that I had was the house. The fucking house is the coolest. <laughs> and it has so much personality, despite the fact that it doesn't, you know, you know speak. It is a, still a home. Uh, but it's this magically imbued house that can just kind of change and be whatever it needs to be for the, for the family. Mm-hmm. And it's very kind and loving towards a... Uh, uh, Mirabelle? Mirabelle, thank you. Uh, and just out of nowhere, step, uh, stairs will appear as she's jump, running and doing whatever. It's just uh, just awesome. I, I love the yeah. house. It's very cool. It's like the house, you know, well, one, everybody, every child wants a magic house. Everyone. Every child has always wanted a magic house. I want a magic I, house now. I, even like the Disney Channel movies where your house is just your mom. Which oh, is kind of weird and creepy. That's the one where it was like a they went to like a they upgraded their house to like a smart house. Yeah, and it became and that's the, what it's called. I'm pretty sure it's just called Smart House. That movie was pretty weird. It was pretty weird. Uh, she made herself into a real person, and then her and the dad kind of got together, and it was weird. I think so. She definitely had a thing for the dad. Anyway, it was strange, but that's what I'm talking about today. Disney <laughs> 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 Channel is wild. Um, every kid wants a a, a magic house. And I feel like the house understood that because she wasn't magic, wasn't, didn't have that, you know, the power. Like, she, I, I'm going to say she was magical because, like, she kept the family together, basically. Uh, she was basically everybody's, like, therapist, counselor. And there's some sort of magic in being able to deal with everybody and give them the right words that need to be said. Um, but... He just wanted to take care of her because it had a soft spot for her, I mm. think. Yeah, well, everyone else, once they enter the room, it's kind of their own space. The house still is a part of it, but it's less connected to it. Mm-hmm. Like, we saw that with Bruno's room. It didn't really go in there. <clears throat> but, like, her room was in the house. Like, it was part of the house. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it has more of a connection with her. Yeah. She's just grown more there. It's more connected with her because it, it feels her more. She doesn't have a magic room. She's just a regular room. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, aside from the house, another fairy character that I had, because uh, you mentioned two of the ones, uh, Dolores and Bruno. Fucking great. Yeah, but like like you said, uh, 
Dolores, her her actress, um, give me just a second, I have the cast pulled up, <laughs> Adasa, um, great voice actor, mm-hmm. like, it, it was incredible. Um, I don't think um, Dolores had a song, which honestly, I was surprised. Like, I, I know she was incorporated into other people's songs, but I don't know, for some reason she felt like a character that would have their own song or like be a, a bigger part of somebody else's song. I don't know. But um yeah, they Bruno and Dolores were very good, I think in part just because they're not just their character or the character's personality, but the the oomph that their actors gave it. Mhm. But uh, aside from them and the house, another favorite character that I, that I really enjoyed was the dad the oh yeah because <laughs> he, he married into the family so he doesn't have any powers either and he just he's just trying his best he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing at all yeah he's he's just like you know what i'm here <laughs> i love people here there's this a, is my family <laughs> yeah there's a scene where he uh, gives some kind words to his daughter and then checks over to his wife like is a, that, that like thinking did i say the right thing and she's has a very like yeah you know telling her like supportive smile for his daughter for the daughter and he's like yep all right cool back to being <laughs> happy and supportive I, I, I know that i didn't fuck that up and that i think is just a brief one second moment of character develop of characterization that i thought was amazing because mm-hmm. it's like okay this guy has literally no idea what the fuck he's doing <laughs> yeah. and a fun fact he is voiced by Wilmer uh, Valderrama, I believe. Uh, it's a 70s show, Fez. Like, I know he's been in more things than that, but I feel like most people are familiar familiar with him being Fez on the 70s show. That was, and when, that was his breakout role. Yeah, there, there were a few times where we were watching the movie and I was like, this dad doesn't have a lot of lines, but... I know this voice. <laughs> Where is this voice coming from? Um, it, we were the only people in the theater, so I just used my phone to check. But, mm-hmm. uh, <sighs> and uh, but yeah, that's all the ones that I all all of my favorites were that I, that I wanted to mention. Um, we should talk about the abuela eventually, but first let's talk about the one. The one, <laughs> our joint favorite, the character that has the best song. The best sounding song, at Hands least. Hands down. The saddest, but up, it's upbeat. It's 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 powerful. At least. Yeah. <laughs> so we are talking about Louisa. Louisa, played by Jessica Darrow. <laughs> That's my name. <laughs> yes, it is. The first are... part, anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I say that a lot because my name is bland and white. <laughs> um. <laughs> Lots of people have that name. Yeah, I think it was one of the most, like one of the most common names one year, wasn't it? God, probably. I don't know. Blame it on my sister and my dad. My mom was gonna name me something uh, weird and wild and hippy dippy, but then my my uh, dad and my sister were like, "No, what's the name or this name that my friend at school is named?" <laughs> and then, well, I could never name my child after someone that I just know who. Because, like, most of the time, most of the people I know kind of suck. There's, like, <laughs> ten people who are great. Yeah. And, like, I like them, and I don't want to name anyone after them because like, the they're, they're independent. I could name my kid after somebody if 
it were unfortunately uh, they were dead <laughs> you know what i mean yeah like i would name them after someone if like oh remember your best friend that you loved from t- 20 years ago and now you have a kid what are you gonna name it oh i'm gonna name it uh, gladriel, <laughs> gladriel. <laughs> after my best friend <laughs> That is some elf shit. (laughs) Well, the first name that came up was like Susan, (laughs) but I don't know anybody named Susan. I also don't know anybody named Galadriel, but it's better than Susan. Um, (laughs) Also, if you met somebody named Galadriel, you'd be like, whoa, that's kind of dope. Yeah, but you you know that their parents play (laughs) B&B, or at the very least, watch Lord of the Rings a lot. Hey, I knew a kid named Arwen. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and his parents are fucking nerds. Oh, she. Her, it's a little, it was a little girl. Well, her parents are fucking <laughs> nerds. Anyway, um, yes, yeah. Um, well, at least the dad. The mom had no idea. She was just like, oh, that's a cute name. And then, and then they named the kid it, and then she was like, it's from what? Oh, God. So, <laughs> that was pretty funny. He um, tricked his wife. He tricked his wife into naming... <laughs> It was pretty good, actually. Um, but, yes, Louisa. We got way off subject there. Yeah, off subject. I don't think I even started saying something and then completely forgot because we talked about Galadriel. <laughs> it's not important, I guess. But Louisa, yes, she is, she is the most important person in that town. Yeah, no, Louisa, like... Her song revolves around, like, the pressures and whatnot that she feels in life. Because, literally, there's a brief scene where you watch her walking through the village. And people are like, hey, could you fix my house? And she just pushes it back straight yeah. up because it's leaning. Someone walked up to her and it said, hey, could you redirect the river? Yeah. Could you <laughs> mold the fucking earth? Yeah. And she said, yeah, okay. Yeah. Can you can you redirect the river? Can you fix my house that's leaning? Can you take all the donkeys back to the pasture? Can you do this? Can you do that? And she was like, yeah, I will do everything that you have asked. You never see her walk. She's always running. <laughs> She's always running to her next job. Uh, man, it, it is great. Her, yeah. She, she's without a doubt... <laughs> The best character. Yeah. And a, a lot of the, the I guess, <sighs> structure of the family in the town vo- revolves around, hey, this magic family needs to use their power to benefit the community and their family. Otherwise, like, there's no point. Mm-hmm. Like, y- if you have a power, you need to be using it to improve your community or your family or something. Um and so, you know, Louisa feels like, oh, well, I'm very strong, <laughs> very, very strong. So I need to do everything I can to help this community. And if I take a break, if I relax, if I, you know, tell somebody, oh, no, I, I, know, I don't want to do that right now, um, then I'm not helping. I'm kind of being worthless and lazy. And that's really sad. It's very <laughs> Cause sad. Because, you know, her self-worth is all wrapped up in... Uh, am I helping somebody right now? Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately for her, when she starts to lose her powers, it definitely gives her a, a lot of heartache and difficulty, mm-hmm. uh, which is, you know, where the rest of the story really kicks in. And uh, Maribel. Mirabelle. Yeah. Uh, 
focuses on trying to you know protect her family and heal the magic and all this stuff and unlike most disney movies uh i feel like a lot, most of the time it involves the the heroine uh going off on mm-hmm. a like a an adventure to expand her worldview and this and that and learn more and then fix whatever's going on this was not that <laughs> this yeah. was how do i what what is the adventure she goes to different members of her family and like tries to understand what's going on mm-hmm. with the family it was uh, a bit of a different uh uh quest but yeah. it was still very interesting yeah, I mean, <clears throat> throughout her life, it's been harder for her to connect with her family because she doesn't have this power, you know, or she's, you know, different and somehow, and so they're kind of, like, off-put by her, I guess. <clears throat> I mean, she has a good relationship with her parents, but, like, her other siblings and cousins are kind of like, mm, well, I mean, we'll be nice to you, like, we love you, your family, but, like, you're yeah. not like us. Um, especially the grandmother, but we'll get to that. So her, you know, adventure, her quest is to get to know her family and, like, help them with their struggles that, you know, they've never talked about because they've never been able to open up or been willing to open up. And then all of a sudden, here's Mirabelle, like, actually asking them if they're okay, you know, so. Yeah, because, like, she understands hey, you're probably not okay. I'm, I'm not okay. Yeah. <laughs> we should talk about this. It's, it's, it's like, instead of a find yourself, like, find the power within or, you know, whatever it is that these uh, movies normally are, it's like, a, you know, connect with your family on a deeper level, you know? Yeah. Like, don't don't just exist around them. Try to get to know them because someday... They might not be there or like, you know, you might not be there and you'll be sad if, you know, even if they are there, you'll feel lonely and sad because you're disconnected from your family. Mm -hmm. I mean, not everybody can do that, but it, it, it's nice. For those who can, like, it's important. And, uh, still the movie had a a very interesting direction in that, like you mentioned, it's not about the power that she finds within herself. She never gets magic. Mm -hmm. It's about. Uh, the power that comes from the unity of their family and the fact that they're being mm-hmm. open and honest and allowing themselves to be individuals and have their own needs. Mm-hmm. And it's good. It's yeah. Like, tradition is good in in some sense, you know. It's like, it's nice to have that familiarity, that tradition, you know. But if after a while the tradition becomes harmful, it's okay to change things you know it's okay to make a new tradition and that's kind of what Mirabelle does she's like you know the the tradition was to always be selfless and to only worry about the family and the community but now let's make it more of a tradition to recognize when everybody is having a hard time or like let's try to work together and like have breaks and like I don't know how to express it properly, but I, well, you you get what I mean. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. You're right. And then the the biggest like overall narrative thread of the movie or, or purpose meaning behind it is just the idea of the change of generational traditions and like the tradition has been there not just because it existed. It, beca- it was there for a purpose. The purpose was to protect and give the family. A, you know a a way to survive 
But eventually, traditions, no matter how wonderful they are, and believe me, traditions are powerful. That's that's the whole point of the movie is that they have power in this tradition. But once a tradition becomes harmful, fucking destroy it. Yeah. <laughs> Start over, make a new one, and that's what they do. They they go back to the root of what the tradition was, which is, which is unity and family, and they rebuild it together mm-hmm. in a new form and it's 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 powerful yeah. like because in a way it, it still is that old tradition of sticking to your family and being loyal and having that connection but now it's you know also yes i can help my family and be useful to my family and my community in a good way but also i can do that for myself as well like it's okay to take care of myself it's a, it's adapting it's learning about yourself and understanding what it mm-hmm. that you need to take care of yourself before you can take care of anyone else. Yeah. Put your own gas, your own mm-hmm. <laughs> mask I, on I for someone like else's. An, another message that stems from that that I kind of got was that um, some families don't necessarily enjoy it when somebody else in the family is a bit different and who you know uh, strays from that tradition. Um, so it, it was also like a reminder of like you can still be family and you can still love somebody even if they are outside of the traditional ways that your family usually knows. And so as time passes and, you know, society and the ways of thinking progress, it's okay to also progress your thinking and your tradition to include more parts of your family that are different yeah not not only is it you know the right thing to do Mm -hmm. it empowers the family even more yeah because you're like mirabelle was basically like okay bring it into reality she was raised in a different era than her abuela so she's gonna do things differently she's gonna think about things in a different way and so you know, it would be useful for Abuela to have a more open mind and being like, okay, well, I was raised like 50 years ago. So like the things that I learned are ingrained, but I have to understand that the way Mirabelle has been raised is much different and they're ingrained in her. And so we have to figure out a way to um, incorporate maybe both of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... It- you brought it up. Let's talk about Abuela. Okay. <laughs> there, I don't think there is specifically a villain in this movie. No. The closest thing, other than the murderers and pillagers who run the family out of the original village, is the Abuela. Yeah. And that's just because she doesn't want... She, she wants to protect her family so much yeah. that she's actively damning it mm-hmm. he's damaging it by keeping it contained to this tiny little yeah. uh structure and anything that's outside of that structure like mirabelle uh that, that mirabelle was, mirabelle uh is is dangerous yeah. it's it's a, something that's gonna hurt the family so it, she, she shuns her because yeah. it doesn't fit into what she understands to be the way forward mm-hmm. and she has to keep because going forward because Mirabelle doesn't have a power so she's like okay well that's not helpful and you're not being helpful in any other way so mm-hmm. like you can live here and be a part of us but like she always treated Mirabelle lesser mm-hmm. and as kind of like a, an outsider of the family like oh 
something went wrong, Mirabelle, why did you do that? What have you done? Like, even, you know, the cousins and stuff, they just grew up learning that if something happened, Abuela would blame it on Mirabelle, so, like, it had to be Mirabelle's problem. So, you know, if something goes wrong, Dolores, Luisa, everybody else is like, oh, Mirabelle, what did you do this time? <laughs> and, you know, so everything always falls on her. Yeah. Which I feel like uh, with her and Luisa and some of the other sisters, too, like, there's this constant thread of uh, just an uh, almost unbearable weight of pressure to mm-hmm. to give, uh, to be worth something by giving back to the community mm-hmm. in a specific way. Yeah. Uh, which is uh, definitely, a th- like, I know this is probably a thing with all cultures, to be honest, with all families, but it's definitely a thing that I've, I felt in, in primarily, you know, like Hispanic cultures, where it's just like, your worth is directly proportional to how well you can impact a family. Like, you, you have to be able to give back in a specific way. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to guide the family forward to the next whatever. And it's, it, it was it was fun. It was interesting to see that on 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 screen as the the characters are just smiling through the pain and gonna get things done no matter what. But it's clearly not working. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, the it's all about the grandma because she's setting this precedent of like this mm-hmm. is what we need. And I feel like I felt really bad throughout the movie for her because like one, come on, lady, you're being a real real big jerk. Mm-hmm. But it all it like her mindset comes not from like i'm a close-minded person it comes from this mindset is the reason i survived yeah she's it's it's out of fear yeah and it's a reasonable fear Mm -hmm. and fear is a hard thing to get rid of Mm -hmm. and especially when it's been there for years (laughs) (laughs) yeah especially after like generations generations and like she kept this family alive by you know reinforcing this fear of what might come and having to be stronger in order to survive it mm-hmm. and i i felt bad for her as a character just like knowing that she's hurting the family mm-hmm. even though all she wants is just to keep it safe and like being so terrified of those people coming again like it, it was genuinely kind of sad yeah. um yeah and because of it though everybody's kind of on this <laughs> tightrope of uh if something happens you know, we're going to fail Abuela. Like, we need to be making her proud. Otherwise, everything is, like, I'm I'm worthless. Like, I have failed right. sort of thing. Um, but, yeah, she, she really was just worried about her family and was so scared to keep them together and keep them safe that uh, she didn't realize that she was actually harming some of them. Mm-hmm. By having that stifling, you know, uh, rule. Mm-hmm. Luckily, there's a Disney movie, so, you know, that does get resolved. Yeah. <laughs> In the end, everybody's happy and it's fine. Yeah, and uh, don't be wrong. Like, I, I think the resolution uh, is, a, is a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's that it's breaching that generational gap and understanding that her fears aren't currently what's harming the family. Mm-hmm. And that what is happening the family is the fact that she's afraid not it's not what she's afraid of it's that she just is mm-hmm. and you know that gets worked together that gets figured out and the the family blossoms again well, i'm not gonna get specifically into it because like you you should watch the movie yeah um, that's not a spoiler if, you know what's gonna yeah. happen if 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 there's any disney movie that i recommend watching before the end of the year it is encanto mm-hmm. because it's just 
it might not have, you know, like the best Disney movie music you've ever heard. Um, but it has a really good story and I almost cried a couple times <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's a story for everyone, whether you're, whatever culture you come from, you know, having that want to be a part of your family and be useful to it. Um, I don't know, it affects a lot of people and it, it, you know, is reality for them. So I would highly recommend it. Like mm-hmm. 10 out of 10. <laughs> Even if it's just for Louisa, you need to watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as a Disney movie, 10 out of 10. As a regular movie, I'd say 9, like 8 or 9. Good. Yeah. Like, uh, the, it just was very moving. Um, I do believe Lynn. Manuel Miranda? Yes. I couldn't remember the second name. <laughs> um, he was involved with writing the music, I believe. Um, it does have that energy of like, like nothing sounds like you expect it to. You think the next line or two are going to sound a certain way and it doesn't. They just kind of, yeah. it still sounds good, but it's uh, an unexpected it's tempo yeah. and melody. It's not the, the usual uh, loud Disney song. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still very good. Um the best song is Louisa's, a thousand percent. Well, um, <laughs> billion percent. But, um, yeah, I, I think they did a good job. I, I agree. Um, uh, Maybe it's not what, you know, everybody is used to, but... Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> like, we need to get used to newer things. Yeah, that's the whole the point of this, oh. this whole movie. <laughs> you have yeah. to get used to new things sometimes, even if it's scary or difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it, it, it is it is great. It scores all around. The only thing I want to add before we go mm-hmm. is obviously Disney knows what they're doing. They always make a good movie. Uh, but I think this is this is the fir- one of the first ones where was, there's no romantic influence for the main character at all. Yeah. Uh, Coco doesn't have a love interest unless you consider his grandparents as the love interests. No, but he's also like seven. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying it's not the only one that doesn't have love interest. You're right. Also, you're right. Frozen. Well, no, it does because of there's there's yeah. a lot, there's a bundle of love interest. He he, he won our. <laughs> <laughs> he's the best he boyfriend won. in Disney. Period. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, it, it's it's one of the it's one of the rarer Disney movies. There we mm-hmm. go. That has no romantic influence for the main yeah. character. Uh, also. It tries to. It does a thing that I think was try. Uh, Frozen was trying to do, and maybe a couple of the newer movies like Coco as well, which did did a good job, where it focuses more on uh, the familial relationship. Mm-hmm. But I think this one maybe does it the best in terms of like the the pain that can kind of live alongside the love of uh, within a family. And I think it's uh, it was quite lovely to see. I would actually disagree. You do? Yeah. You think Coco did it better? I do. <laughs> I think they both did it very well. But I think maybe Coco did it a little better. Okay, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll be honest, this movie is a 10 out of 10. But compared to Coco, I would prefer Coco. That's fair. It's just a freaking superb movie. Chef's kiss. <laughs> I would cry every single time. If I watched Encanto again, I would have feelings, but I wouldn't cry. I cry every time I watch Coco. It has 
generational trauma. It has adventure. It has great music. It has skeletons. It's everything. That's fair. Again, I think the the I think the way that it was that Encanto was framed was something that I more resonated with mm-hmm. in general, more specifically with. It had than a bit Coco. of a different message. Yeah, and I think it just resonated with me a little more. Yeah, but that's a me. Yeah, well, I mean, it's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, just because I like Coco better doesn't mean like it has a better message or anything. Um, it's just a different they're, one. Yeah, they're they're similar because they have to do with family, but like Coco is more about like dealing with the trauma that's been passed down from generation to generation and has created this fear and whatever. Um, but then Encanto was more of like a it's happening right now and like um, your your worth within the family sort of thing. So mm-hmm. it, it is a bit different. It just both both have to do with family is all. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, yeah, I I would recommend this. How about you? One hundred percent recommend. Yeah. Uh, it has a seven point six out of ten on IMDb, ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and a four point six out of five on Facebook. Which I don't care what Facebook, Facebook? thinks <laughs> at all. Facebook. I could literally not care enough about Facebook. I didn't know if Facebook had a, had a movie yeah. uh, rating system. I, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. But uh, whatever. No, that, that seemed, those, those ratings seem about right. It's solid, you know, 8 to 9 out of 10 for most of those. My coffee got cold. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, your coffee got cold. I guess that means it's time for us to get out of here. Uh, thanks for watching, everybody, or listening if you're on the podcast specifically. Uh, and I uh, hope you guys had a great time. Hope you get to watch the movie yourselves and uh, talk to us about it. We'll see you next week. Bye. Love you. Bye.